The information in this podcast is general information and not advice. Sanford Financial is authorised under Australian Credit Licence Number 541480. Further information is available at stanfordfinancial.net. Hello and welcome to On The Couch with Steve, a podcast where we help you navigate the often complex world of buying and selling real estate. Generally speaking here in Ipswich, but we'll talk about that a bit later. Now, obviously, I'm Steve Athanades. I'm the owner of NG Real Estate uh, here in Ipswich. Uh, I'm joined today by Steve Beach, our great friend from Stanford Financial. Steve, how are we? Very good. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> now, mate, obviously, we are here to talk about the interest rate announcement. Now, we made some predictions. We did. In our last podcast. We'll wait for that. I remember what we said. Do you remember what we said? Uh, of course, I remember what we said. <laughs> right. So, mate, we said rates would be on pause, pause or on hold. On hold sometimes yeah. they like to use the, that terminology. So that's what that was our prediction on on the couch with Steve, and the Reserve Bank did what? So they again they put the rates on pause. Um, so we are correct. Uh, I don't think we've got again. One wrong I don't yet. think we've yep. got one wrong. No, I'm going to say. Uh, I've got one wrong. I was You've right. You've been right the I've entire time. I've been right time. every time. That's it. So there you go. So you don't have to be an economist <laughs> or a broker to, to find No, you just got to be Ipswich's number one selling real estate agent. Then you know what's going to happen in the in the market. That's it. That's it. No. Um, yeah. So I guess um, a lot of information came out. So there are new rules and regulations in regards to how the RBA meets. So um, I guess this year they're moving forward to a model where they used to actually meet 11 times a year. They're now only meeting eight times a year. So essentially they're just skipping the first month of every quarter. So every time we get to the first month, it's always been, oh, they haven't got enough data from the last quarter and we're just going to pause or they're gonna, they're gonna, you need more information before they can make an informed decision. So they've just gone, all right, we're just going to avoid the first month, meet second and third month of every quarter. So essentially February, March, skip April, May, June, skip July, August, September, skip October, November, December. So Good for um, everyone to know. And that'll come in relevant when we talk about potential maybe interest rate drops when that might happen. But we'll talk more about what the Reserve Bank Governor said today. So I guess um, a couple of things. So inflation actually did drop lower than was anticipated. So they're expecting it at 4.5. It actually dropped down to 4.1. Um, That's so, awesome. So heading in the right direction. Um, but there were some conflicting information. So the biggest thing that's that's pushing a lot of pressure on inflation is called services inflation. So um, which what we talk about there is like rent, insurance, you know, electricity bills. Uh, one thing that was brought up was the uh, Taylor Swift inflation tax that we're probably going to pay once she comes to Australia. Uh, and people go, well, what does that actually mean? Ultimately, so many people have actually spent money on not only on the, the actual concert itself, flights, accommodation, you know, merchandise. There's going to be a lot of injection into the economy based on uh, Taylor Swift actually coming into Australia. As God bless Taylor Swift. <laughs> eh? God bless Taylor Swift. So uh, it's funny, I, um, a friend of mine goes, oh, does, so does Taylor Swift mean that they have to hold rates because their p potential could be a higher inflation once she's here? And, and well, maybe not that dramatic, but... I would doubt that. Definitely going to make an uh, impact on inflation once once she is arrives. Um, I guess moving forward with that, uh, yeah, so they have put the rates on pause. They did sort of flip-flop a lot about, um, you know, all economists, all banks are predicting that there's going to be potential for two rate cuts, um, you know, this year, probably later on in the year, and we'll talk about predictions in a second. But um, 
where that became quite relevant is that the, the the Federal Bank over in the United States, they came out and said, we are doing three rate cuts this year. Um, so, you know, USA have come out and said, yes, this is what's going to happen. Why can they go out with confidence saying this is going to happen versus, you know, why can't Australia go, hang on, well, we, we're not sure and all that kind of stuff. So uh, a big joke was, uh, does America have better computers than we do here in right. Australia? Right. Um, but again, it's just, um, you know, a lot of factors are coming into play. Um, I guess Michelle Bullock talked a lot about understanding, I guess, the, the, the pain that's causing. So by keeping rates high, there's a lot of stress on, on mortgage holders, um, but also puts a lot of pressure on renters as well, because while rates are high and the mortgages repayments are high, so does rent. So because the investors aren't going to pass on any sort of rent reductions or, or uh, reprieve from rent rises, more importantly. Yes. Um, you know, this sort of, sort of things that they've got to take into consideration. So. Right. Well, really interesting to know. Uh, I always think, I wonder whether they, our Reserve Bank is obviously just playing a little bit more cards yes. close to their chest. Where I, I think they don't want to encourage people just to cut loose and start spending because obviously that would increase inflation again. So why America can definitely say they're having three cuts and we can't, and we're saying, well, we're not sure, we, we might, we might, we might. I don't know. I, I think it's just more caution. Uh, I think there's a lot more strength to the American economy versus where there's a little bit of uncertainty here. Um, also, I guess you've got to look at the factor that we have one of the lowest cash rates in the world as well compared to America and, and France and stuff like that as well. So um, when they're sitting you know, 1.25% uh, uh, points higher than what we are, they can easily go, hey, we're going to do three rate cuts and still be a higher cash rate than here we are here in Australia. So okay, well, that's th interesting to know too, factors. isn't it? Um, so, again, a couple of points that they sort of talked about. Um, I guess government spending, so with the federal budget upcoming as well, so how much money they're going to spend in, in our economy as well can sort of push up inflation. So not only just what we spend from a day-to-day -day basis on insurance and everything else, um, the government is still spending money. So I guess the federal and the state governments have got to sort of weigh up where they inject so much cash flow into the economy as well to, to make, not push up inflation. Uh, and a big sort of uh, consumer spending was actually not from everyday Australians, was actually from immigrants. Uh, a lot of sort of uh, international students coming in and spending a lot of money. Um, so well, that's something we haven't talked about for a long time is students, because obviously that all stopped with COVID. So what, what sort of numbers is coming in? I've got no idea, truthfully. Um, I think it's something like there's like 250,000 people per year are coming into it. That's overall in immigration um, versus just the, the student population. I don't know the, the actual statistics mm. behind them, but um, you know, immigration is, is consistently increasing coming into Australia, which is just bringing more, I guess, cash into the, into the country, which is part of the reason why um, services are going up or inflation's going up. So there's more, I guess, disposable money that's available from, from an immigration point of view versus, you know, mum and dads from at home, you know, sort of tightening the purse strings and, and not spending as much money. Mm. Um, they talked about just last year alone, um, grocery prices went up 20%. Um, no doubt then. So when you start looking at, at that sort of, you know, impact that it has on, on, on the back pocket, um, you know, it, it hurts. And, and while inflation stays high, if inflation starts to go back up, all it's going to do is just push grocery prices up again further. So, you know, that's what I guess inflation does is bringing that down ultimately 
stops the, the, the increase in services and goods. So, All right, cost. before we jump on to predictions, we're going to talk about some relief. So what could help people? Uh, we just talked about groceries are 20% dearer, but what sort of things are coming up that are going to help people to have more money in their pocket? Well, pretty much announced today, and, and, and both sides of the government are, are for it, is ultimately stage three tax cuts that are, are coming into effect in Australia. Um, you know, not going into the, the full details, but uh, the biggest thing is on the on the lowest tax rate, um, essentially 18200 is is tax-free, and then above that, you start paying 19 cents in the dollar on tax. They're actually dropping that down to 16 cents on the dollar. So, you know, for, I guess, the average income in Australia, you potentially could have an extra $1,000 in your back pocket per year um, so and and in turn that also uh, I guess allows for you know we talk about you know borrowing capacity from from people getting a mortgage and stuff like that by having that that tax relief increases your disposable income as well at the same time which in turn also increases what your borrowing potential could potentially be as well all right so the tax cuts are one thing that may obviously help people with um their ability to, to, to buy and to, and to purchase properties and even to potentially spend more on a property so and move up a price point whether you know you're in you were seven now you can probably afford eight if we get tax cuts okay and that's we'll talk about what we think is going to happen but if we did get some tax cuts what's that going to do to people's ability to purchase property I guess we haven't uh, until it sort of comes into effect. We, we like banks aren't coming out saying, "Hey, great news! You know, based on the tax cut, you can borrow more money." Um, but I guess when we look at a uh, what, what we call as servicing, so that's where we work out what your gross income is, and then the, the I guess the banks' uh, calculators and our Excel spreadsheets will predetermine how much tax you actually have to pay out of that. So your net income, so what actually hits your bank account every week or month or fortnight, is what the banks actually calculate your affordability is based upon. It's not gross but actual net income. Um, so by having a higher net income increases the ability to, I guess, service more money. So, you know, $1,000 per year, so we're sort of talking, you know, sort of $20 per week, um, you know, and $20 per week might equate to $30,000 extra in borrowing capacity. And that's just for one income. Now, if you've got yourself and your husband or husband and wife, um, essentially you've now got double that because there's, there's both net incomes have gone up. Beautiful. Okay, so uh, for people at home, that's a positive. Now, if it, if interest rates did drop, what would that do to house prices? So, if anything, like, and that's something that's that's quite topical. Is is you know everyone's talked about this market crash for the last year. That's never happened. Uh, I'm still not seeing any market crash coming anytime soon. Supply and demand, which you would be the best to probably talk about, there's more demand than there is supply of houses at the moment. 100%. If rates start coming back down again, ultimately does increase people's borrowing potential. Um, there's going to be even more buyers on the market or essentially, potentially, because they can borrow more money, means they're going to offer more money for the houses that they like. So a um, uh, few clients that I've been speaking to in the last couple of weeks have, have sort of said, hey, do you think that rates potentially could come down sooner? Um, me personally, probably not. But, um, you know, once rates do start coming down, I, I can definitely foresee property prices start going back up again. And look, I would agree with you. And uh, we were talking in, in one of the other podcasts about... A buyer activity. Now, some of the open, my open homes, I was having 27 groups, 18 groups, 12 groups uh, through single open homes. And what we're starting to see is it almost looks like investors are starting to speculate that house prices are about to rise. So what they're doing now is, is that 
uh, and I sold a number of properties on the weekend that sold for more than $50,000 over list price. So we had an offers over strategy on those properties where we were looking for offers, say, in the 550 or the, you know the, the, the mid to high fives and achieved into the sixes and in some cases into the low sixes, 620s, those sorts of prices. So people were paying and over the course of the weekend, I had a number of investors who were competing against each other through buyer's agents. So these people uh, are buying these properties sight unseen. Okay, the, the the buyer's agent has done their research online, found the property, identified it as a potential uh, suitable property, told their client about it and said, hey, this one just come to market. Let's make an offer and let's go hard and see if we can secure. And when they're paying, two buyer's agents are in a multiple yeah. offer against each other and pay over $50,000 over list price. Great signs that so much confidence in the marketplace. I think from a, from an investor perspective, you know, and a lot of people ask me, and we can't give tax advice, but we talk about, um, you know, there's two major things when people look at investment properties is, is I guess one is your, your direct rent return on investment, which is your rental income. So how much can a rent for versus what your actual mortgage repayments or slash what the pro the property price is. But at the same time, we also talk about capital growth. So which is what we're talking about is the market going up. So you know, buying that five fifty six hundred thousand dollar property. But if we think that that property is going to be worth nine hundred thousand in the next five years, you know, it's essentially gone up fifty percent. You know, it's a ten percent growth in a, in a in a growth rate where I think property prices at the moment, um, from an Australia average, is like seven to eight percent. I think we're sitting something like twelve percent here in in Queensland. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not showing any sort of slowing down of that 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 capital growth that's available in properties at the moment. Well, I did I listened to a, um, a radio article just um, I think it was Monday. And um, they're talking about Brisbane house prices. Obviously, we're here in Ipswich. Brisbane's only 35 minutes down the road for us. But um, Brisbane house prices only in the last three and a half years have gone up 56%. 56%. It's just crazy. monstrous. So for those people, we've talked about a number of things. Okay, Your borrowing capacity could potentially increase if interest rates do come down. You're going to get some tax cuts, potentially, depending on what tax bracket you're in. Okay, but a big chunk of the market's going to get some tax uh, breaks in terms of easing or, or on the on that the back pocket. Uh, we believe, and I strongly believe, that house prices will continue to rise. We've talked about the fact that they're basically rising at, at around three percent a quarter. So even if you did nothing, last year we were talking about house prices rose about twelve percent. Okay, I think they're going to go higher this year. We could see 15, and who knows? Don't want to speculate too hard, but we could see 20%. But I think 15% is definitely achievable in this marketplace. So what does that mean for you sitting at home watching this podcast today? What does it mean? It means buy a house today. Don't wait. The house prices aren't going to drop. Okay. Not in the foreseeable future. And if anything, we see them going higher through 24 and maybe 25. So buy a house today. Buy it from NG Real Estate because we are the number one selling agency and we will look after you. All right. Get your finance through Steve Beach from Stanford Financial. <laughs> I was for it. Stanford, and let's, yeah. let's get on with the job <laughs> because you're going to make money while you sleep. House prices are going up. You can make more money if you've got a 10 to 15% rise than some people will earn in the whole year of working. You could get in as a gain from buying a house. So 
buy a house. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. Like again, it's it's funny. We get a lot of people call up and go. You know, the the, the golden point is ultimately trying to have that twenty percent deposit. And you know, and and okay, so property prices. You're looking at a five hundred thousand dollar house. You need a hundred grand deposit. It's very hard to get. But if the property price actually went increased by another ten percent per year, per annum, so ultimately we now need another ten thousand dollars deposit. So also now you need a hundred and ten thousand. And to save ten thousand dollars in a year is still pretty hard nowadays. It's hard. It's um, hard for most people. It's very hard to save ten grand. So we always say, you know, when is the best time to buy a property? The best time of property is when you can afford it. So, you know, talk to your broker, talk to your bank, talk to Stanford Financial, of course. Um, you know, we can go through ultimately the multiple options that are available based on what you can do right now, what you can do in three months, six months, 12 months, government guarantees, parental guarantees. There's so many different ways to get into the property market nowadays. Um, talk to your local broker and um, let them give you some options at the end of the day. So, you know, stop paying rent, try and get into the mortgage market. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people who have literally a thousand dollars to the name and we're utilizing parental guarantees to get them into the property market so. okay as always some great information you get it here first on on the couch with steve now we've danced around this long enough we've got to come up with a prediction all right so what's going to happen when does the reserve bank meet so, next so again next month in march okay so what do we think is going to happen next month so me personally I'm going to say they're going to be on hold or pause again I'm going to vote for their on hold again so I think we'll see a continuation and then we skip a month yeah, we skip a month so they don't meet in April so the next meeting will be in May alright so next meeting's in May do we think it'll, it's going to depend a lot on the data it, it will um, I I still foresee that they'll probably hold until the end of financial year. And then I think everyone has, and all economists have all, but they don't mean July, so it would have to be August. So, um, which is oh, what, you're right, you're right, yeah. Which is what all the banks, like every single bank has predicted July, uh, sorry, August is going to be the first rate cut. Okay, so again, you heard it here first. Okay, for March, interest rates on hold again. Okay, we miss April, we're back in May, potentially still on hold will depend on data but we're saying we're tipping our first drop will occur in august 2024 so let's see hold us accountable let us know what happens and obviously we'll keep talking about it as we go through Definitely. Mate, absolute pleasure as always. So thank you very much to Steve Beach from Stanford Financial. Guys, few people at home who've been watching it, if you've got any questions, you want some feedback, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, click the link below. We really want your feedback. Guys, tell us if we're telling you what you want to hear about. We want your feedback. So please be forthcoming. I'm Steve Athanades. I'm from Injury Real Estate Ipswich. Thank you. If you'd like to see more, join us again on On the Couch with Steve.